What about Dave? What? No. No, I'm not going to ask McAvoy again. He's a terrible actor. I can't speak properly. He's got a weedy face. I hate him. I don't care if he's your favourite actor. We tried getting him, he's rubbish. He didn't even respond. He didn't respond. Oh. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he's dead to me. Ah. Mm. Alright. We should start some, shouldn't we? I must finish my breakfast. <coughs> oh. Bit went back then. <coughs> oh. One more. Mm. All right, Blazers. Let's start. I'm Bryson Vaughn. You know me. You are the audience. I don't know you, perhaps we'll meet in some location, but right now let's review a service station. He's recording me eating. <coughs> Dave, I told you. No, you can delete it, can't you? So it's alright. So let's do another episode of Four Court Confidential. Alright, okay, I'm ready. Hello, welcome to Volcott Confidential. I'm Bryson Vaughan, but you know me. Welcome to another instalment. Now we're in the middle of London's N1 Gateway, aren't we? <clears throat> and what a one what a, what an interesting place it is. I won't say wonderful just yet. What an interesting place it is. We've seen we've seen let's see what we've seen. We've seen we've seen the toilets and we've seen the flower garden. The botanical gardens rivaling that of the Eden Centre. So, I know I don't like the Eden Centre. I told you that last time, didn't I? It's not very good. I, my, our Nigel, he likes it. I told him, nah, it's too far. You can go to Barton Grange. It's just round the corner. And uh, he's like, no, I prefer I prefer the Eden Centre. You know. Well, he's got a fancy car, hasn't he? He's got a, one of those, one of those Mazdas. He can. He doesn't mind driving because he likes his car. I like my car. Samantha's better than his Mazda, um, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't like driving that far for no point. I'm just going to Eden Centre. It's rubbish. It's in Cornwall as well. They don't drink proper, 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 proper ale. They drink like warm apple juice that's just been left so long. It's got alcohol in it. It's disgusting. Might be putting meths in it or something. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. Let's review. Let's 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 have a look. I'll read. I'll read what's wrote, and then we can dissect the picture further. So here we go. <clears throat> oh, this one's got seven likes. So seven people like this picture. I know it's more, because you know, I know you're all listening and loving this, uh, loving, love, 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 loving, loving, you're loving what I'm writing, what I'm reading, and what I'm saying. I don't know. Dave, can we can we just delete this part? Okay, here we go. I'm going to read it now. 
Wandering past the botanical gardens, I notice a huge bin bursting with soft toys. W.H. Smith thinks of everything because the one thing that everyone knows about a long trip is you need to keep the kids happy. <coughs> Tykes and brats are prone to squabbles at the best of times and any car journey... <laughs> <coughs> Dave, you can't make me laugh like that. Tykes and brats are prone to squabbles at the best of times, and any car journey over one hour is prone to disaster. This actually ties in nicely with how W.H. Smith started his empire back in 1937. Back in 1937, Mr. William Smith, a successful taxidermist, noticed the enchanting effect of stuffed baby animals on the tykes of yesteryear. Being an astute businessman, he immediately believed he was onto a winner. Little did he know how successful he would be become. After the war, the subsequent baby's boom and the explosion of the automobile industry, his business exploded and pretty soon every garage in the country was selling W.H. Smith's toys as a way of pacifying the little grots. The rest is history and a story for another time. And it is... <laughs> it's a fantastic story, W. H. Smith. You should read into him. Uh, he was a, he was a brilliant taxidermist, and then, uh, as we said, went on to found this empire. And they sell all sorts, but they started out selling those little, 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 the little babies, the little things to pacify grots and tykes and the like. <clears throat> very very similar to how Richard Branston started his record company and his empire. He started with Michael Oldfield, and Michael Oldfield uh, re re recorded a, a song, but the song is so long that it was actually an album, and the song's called Tubular's Bells. And Tubular's Bells, <clears throat> Richard Branston, the one who makes the pickles, he saw the uh, prospect of having one song that was one album, and it took him a very long time to make and record, and no one else wanted it, but Richard Branston, as I said, saw the opportunity and said, Michael, we can make... We can make this into a big, big record. And Michael was like, no, it's one song. And Richard was like, no, Michael, it's it's an album. And Michael said, no, no, it's one song. And Richard was, but that's the idea. It's, it's a one song, but it's so long, it's going to have to be one album. And, and Michael was like, but I've got all these other songs like Chew Wheeler Bells 2 and 3 and Her Gist Ridge. Uh, and Richard was like... That's amazing because they're all albums too, and we can each. That's four albums there, Michael, and you haven't even. You're not even famous yet, so let's do this. Let's put our money where our mouth is. I'll put money where my mouth is. You start recording number twos and number three and Hergist Ridge, and then we'll see what we get. And you know what? It exploded. It went massive, and he went on from selling pickles to owning one of the biggest and best record labels in the world and it was Virgin's Records and that was Tubular's Bells and was the story of W.H. Smith. So <clears throat> let's dissect the picture further and see what we can see and glean what we can glean. Now what do we have here? Now I can see, well, the animals, of course. We've got animals in there and they're, um, what are they doing? Well, they're just lying, aren't they? are not real, they're just toys. And then we've got these weird things that are like like caterpillars in the side. One of the pillows, it says, I don't know what they are. I can't tell, but they're like U-shaped pillows. That Maybe maybe they're hernia, um, hemorrhoid pillows. Not hernia pillows, hemorrhoid pillows. <clears throat> now, let's see. It, what I can see is mini eggs in the back. 
but that's cream eggs. It's not mini eggs. It says, I think it says win. It says win. I can tell it says win. And then there's a sign in front of that where those says great deals, soft toys from nine ninety nine. Now that's quite good. Then it says save, and I can see Kinder Kinder. I can see Kinder eggs, Kinder surprises. I can see gifts for any occasion. Now any occasion could mean Easter. It could mean Christmas. It could mean Ramadan. So. Any occasion, you go there, they'll have a gift for you. And then at the back, I can see something that says Marie Claire. That's a magazine. And they've got some booze. They're serving booze. It's booze. You can't you can't serve booze at a service station. It's not right. Is it booze? No, no, it's Oasis. It's Oasis and it's Coke. Sorry, I thought it was booze. It's Red Bull, Oasis, Coke. Uh, this is fine. This is all innocent fun. Um, yeah, see, and on the top of the picture, it says cold drinks, and it says Red Bull and Coca-Cola, so you can see what they're serving, and then there's some sweets to the side. But that's about enough dissecting. So if you've got any questions, feel free to email me at bright.vaughan, which my name Bryson Vaughan, but you will know me, bright.vaughan1972, not the year I was born, at gmail.com. So please email me questions, questions about anything. You know, but make sure you say the famous phrase, but Bri, why? And it doesn't have to be about service stations. It could be about anything you want. So it could be, but Bri, why do we have tweeters on speakers? And I'll say, well, that's a very good question. And um, I don't know the answer to that, but I can, uh, I can Gmail it and look on Gmail and see what it says. I can search on, I can do a Gmail search and see what it says. So we've just done a Gmail search on what is a tweeter on a speaker, and I can tell you, here we go. <clears throat> I'll just tell you what a speaker is. But, Bri, why do speakers have tweeters? Well, I will answer that question for you. So here we go. I'm reading off Gmail. Traditional speakers produce sound by using an electromagnet to move a flexible cone back and forth. They use drivers to help translate electrical signals into physical vibrations so that you can hear recorded sound. A tweeter is the type of speaker driver that produces the highest frequency range. The other two main drivers are woofers and mid-range. So a tweeter produces the higher range. So thanks for asking that question. And um, yeah... Drop me an email. If you've got any more questions on anything, it could be that. It could be, well, not anymore, because now you know how a tweeter works or why a speaker has a tweeter. Uh, and so, yeah, drop me an email on Gmail and uh, we'll go from there. Or also leave comments on Instagram and we'll see. We're going to go virus with this one, I can tell. All right, see you soon. ta I'm Bryson Vaughan. You know me and Dave. You are the audience, but we don't know you. We might meet in some locations but that's okay cause we review the service station